1: Uh, I'm really looking forward to this conversation, have been for a while. Jay Ingram is a name that's very well known to Canadians. He's done all kinds of work uh, in the science world. I don't know if you'd call it science education or science accessibility, but he's an author, he's a broadcaster, um, perhaps maybe best known for his time spent hosting Daily Planet on Discovery Channel. Before that, uh, he was host of Quirks and Quarks on CBC Radio for a number of years. Uh, really excited that he's uh, here to speak with us this morning. Jay, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you being here.
0: I'm finally on your show. I feel like saying, you know, first-time caller, long-time listener or something like that. <laughs>
1: we we started chatting uh, on social media a while ago, and and I was really excited because i got to say, and I, I, I don't want to make you uncomfortable here, but quirks and Quarks, uh, going back to when I was a kid driving around with my dad on the week, I remember that show to this day. I absolutely loved it. Um, just wonderful stuff, and there's really nothing else like that on radio, is there? I mean, that was sort of a unique niche for you.
0: Yeah, it, there's nothing on it like radio. And, you know, you mentioned Daily Planet. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing anywhere on television like Daily Planet was. You know, an hour a night, five nights a week, prime time. Um, no one was, not even the American Discovery Channels were interested in that.
1: Science. I mean, that's sort of been your, yeah, that's been the milieu that you've been working in for so long. How come? I mean, wh- why did you end up there? Was that something <laughs> that you sought out? How did it work?
0: You know, um, so I was um, fumbling, <laughs> fumbling my way through university. Um, I went to Toronto from Edmonton. I did my undergrad at University of Alberta. I went to Toronto and sort of kept going in graduate studies. But oddly enough, and I can't really pinpoint the reason, I sort of knew this, what I've done is what I wanted to do. Okay. I wanted to, you know, I knew there were great stories in science and I felt that more people should know them. So that's what I did.
1: Now, we mentioned you work in Discovery Canada, and you've written several books, and you're on CBC and all this stuff. Now you're working with the Public Health Agency of Canada on a... It's a pretty interesting campaign. I must admit, an eye-opener for me. You're focusing now on dementia. Tell us what you're up to.
0: Yeah, so everybody's familiar with dementia and specifically Alzheimer's disease, but I think what's really important to know is that there are risks for getting dementia and let's let's concentrate on alzheimers mm-hmm. that you can actually manage and i don't think this is very well known and you know if we as we talk about this you'll see that some of these are things i mean you can actually control now yeah. you know there are a lot of risks so right now the medical community has identified about a dozen uh, some are a lot easier to control than others, but the fa- you know if you're a person concerned about eventually getting Alzheimer's, these are things you should really pay attention to.
1: You know, Jay, I think you're right. I mean, for me, somebody who you know, I'm 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 not doing strictly science broadcasting, but you know, just in all the different health related news and everything else, I was trying to think about it. You know, in terms of Alzheimer risks and all the rest, uh, do a crossword puzzle came to mind. I think there were stories about that for a while, but that was really my understanding of the risk. I was really surprised to
0: learn there are so many. What, what are they? Like you say, some of them are within our control. Yeah. So, um, you know, the one thing is that because they're quite disparate, they range over a whole bunch of things. I've been trying to figure out how best to group them, but uh, let's start with things that you, most of us kind of already know, which are things like stay physically active, uh, this is particularly important as you as you become elderly, mm-hmm. but it's really important, as you know, all the time. So physical activity can lower your risk by one or two percentage points. Um, so can if you stop smoking. We all know that already. Yeah, sure. Uh, when it comes to alcohol, uh, just don't overdo it. Uh, nobody says, you know, completely abstain. But, um, you know... Keep it under two drinks a day that otherwise you are risking Alzheimer's. So there's three right there. Drinking, smoking, physical activity. We kind of all know. Yeah, those are like
1: general health. Those are general well-being risks, right?
0: Yeah. And, you know, uh, obesity is a significant risk as well. So, you know, it's harder to deal uh, with that for some people than others. But that's something to keep an eye on. And high blood pressure. Like high blood pressure, honestly, if you're 35 years old and you have high blood pressure, I would urge you to get it controlled because the long-term impact makes it a pretty significant uh, Alzheimer's risk.
1: Now, this campaign that you're working on is uh, basically just try and pick one at a time, right? Just get started, do something.
0: Yeah, yeah. they're calling it, uh, so hashtag change one habit right yeah so i'll tell i'll tell you what mine is um i have enough hearing loss that i wear hearing aids hearing loss believe it or not jay is the biggest of all these risks that i've mentioned and will mention it is the most significant it can account for something like eight percent of your risk for alzheimer's i think it links to social isolation, which is also a known factor. So, you know, tragically, you saw what COVID did with people in long-term care where they could only interact with somebody through a window. Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of social isolation, but hearing loss for anyone that has it, they'll know right away. You know, going to a restaurant uh, with a table of eight.
1: Families have a lot going on.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss. You can forget the other end of the table. You're just right. not going to hear, hear them properly. So I am doing more, I religiously wear my hearing aids. But I also try and position myself in situations like that, that where, you know, I'm in the middle of a table, maybe with my back to the wall so that I can hear better. And, um, you know, I even even though I sometimes or quite often use closed captioning on TV, I also try and lip read at the same time. Um, It's a little difficult because the print is so obvious, but (laughs) these kinds of things, because, you know, people worried at first when hearing loss became an evident risk that maybe it was just part of the Alzheimer's package, that one of the early symptoms you get is hearing loss. But it now seems clear that if you wear hearing aids, that risk is reduced. And so that's absolutely key. That's you know, important. And so then it's
1: to, it's not the fact yeah. that you actually have hearing loss it's it's the impact that the hearing ha- loss has on the way you conduct yourself
0: that's what uh, that's the way yeah, people's right. thinking is trending right now now you know the most important one and this is difficult to manage once certainly once you're my age is how much education how long did you stay in school really and we see this particularly you know the the historical record in China, where many women never went to school, uh, shows that their Chinese women's rate of dementia, at least up till the present, has been unusually high. So obviously, if you're already out of school, you know, you can't go back Mm -hmm. and say, well, I should have stuck it out till grade 12 or maybe even, you know, gone to college. But I think what all of us can do is, you know, really make it have... Absolutely a guarantee that if kids want to go to school, they have access to school. And this is particularly true if you're a parent or a grandparent, even, you know, where you're, you're more exposed to what the impact dementia can have and you have grandkids. I mean, you, you know, you can't force them to stay in school, but it's just another thing that is worth considering. And by the way, that, that correlates with your crossword puzzle idea. Right. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, There's a lot of hope, I would say, that engaging in Sudoku or New York Times Wordle, crossword puzzles, I think all of that is definitely good for you and good for your mind. Um, The evidence that it can replace early education isn't there yet. Okay. And, uh, you know, I think it's because the brain is maturing rapidly when you're in those You know, in uh, junior high school and high school, and that's when education can take advantage of that.
1: That makes perfect sense. And, you know, Jay, I imagine given what we, you know, we, we did a story recently about, um, the silver tsunami and the aging population. Mm-hmm. Anything we can do in terms of reducing the incidence of dementia and Alzheimer's is going to have a huge benefit to us as a society. I mean, you talk about healthcare. You talk about all the rest. Uh, we know our population is getting older. There's age is obviously part of this. Uh, anything we can do is going to pay off in spades, right?
0: Well, totally. And and so we tend to, you know, our anxiety about dementia revolves around ourselves and our loved ones and our friends. But even not just reduce the incidence, even if you delay it yeah, yeah. by five years, the, the positive impact on the healthcare system would be amazing. So, you know, in the latest analysis of this, there have been some added that weren't there before, including traumatic brain injury. So you know, take care if you're bike, mountain biking and things like that. Um, air pollution, which to me is a very, that that's something an individual can't really control. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I live next to the crow child. Is that, that going to affect my risk for dementia? But a government, you know, governments can, can handle that. So, you know, there's a wide range. Diabetes is another one. Control it if you can. There are a lot of these. And as you said, Public Health Agency of Canada is wanting all of us to take one of these and Change one habit, upgrade your activity. What would you do, Shay?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm proud to say, and I keep saying that I quit smoking, uh, about a year and a half ago. So that's a good positive step. I think the one for me yeah, is to totally. make sure that I try and remain active. And I notice, you know, not even thinking about this, although this is something that's definitely I've thought about. And, you know, it, it's, it's scary to me, Jay. I'm not going to lie. It really is. Oh. I was talking to my wife about it this weekend. Would you rather have your body break down or your brain break down? I mean, what what, what would be worse? And I think for me, it would be dementia. It would be Alzheimer's. But uh, I think uh, staying active, staying mobile, keep moving. You know what I mean? I think that's something that I really need to make sure I stay on top of.
0: And, you know, I would just underline one thing that has been in the news lately about the approval in the U.S. of now a second anti-Alzheimer's drug. But really, I would so caution people that... Its effects are very minimal. There are health risks like cerebral bleeding that may be associated with these drugs. And the fact is they're going to be ultra expensive. Yeah. And so to me, reduce the, if you can reduce one of your risks or two of you, you can, you know, if you're socially active and physically active, if, if you work out with a group, you're, you're reducing two risks at one time. So I would just plead with people to think about these risks. You can go to uh, canada.ca slash dementia. Mm-hmm. They're all laid out there. And, um, you know, make a decision, change one habit. Great idea. And you know what? It's not just for, your, for you know,
1: warding off the risk of dementia and Alzheimer's. A lot of those things you're talking about are going to help you, generally speaking, just be happier and healthier later in life anyway. It doesn't matter.
0: And you know, uh, what's going to be interesting, Shay, is in the next, because the, the Lancet, the medical journal, is, uh, has created this commission that evaluates these risks every three years. So the next one's coming out in 2023. And friends of mine in the Alzheimer's field uh, say, you know what, the next one is going to be reduced vision, just as it is now with reduced hearing. And so there is an association with cataracts and uh, dementia that if you get cataract surgery <clears throat> you have reduced your risk and so really when you think about it it's all your sensory input the more sensory input you're getting the better it is for your brain
1: fantastic
0: great stuff jay thank you so much i really appreciate you joining us we'll chat again next time
1: you've got a great story uh, you let me know and we'll we'll do this